Hey, welcome to the Hive with Us podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Daniel Martinez. Today I have a special guest who is a podcast host, author, and other things, of course. We're going to talk about that. Miss Sarah St. John. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, where are you from? Where, where, where are we uh, having this conversation from? What part of the country are you in? Uh, I'm in Dallas, Texas. What about you? Southern California. See, I wasn't ready for okay. that kind of question. See, I was thinking, <laughs> I was like, I have a minute. <laughs> See what happens? Yeah, I... I usually like to find out where people are from before I actually start recording, but I forgot to ask you. And so, yeah. <laughs> I usually, do, I, usually like, I like doing it while we're recording because mm. it, it really gives, it gives a depth of feel where people are from just because I had, I talk to people from Australia. I talk to people from Canada and mm. I was like, hey, you never know where people are from. Sometimes you get accents. Sometimes you don't. It's kind of cool. It's interesting where, where you the internet is vast and broad. It enables us to connect with multifacets of people and different skill sets I think that's the beauty of the internet. So I like I like experiencing that and sharing that. Yeah, I like that idea. Maybe I'll start doing that. <laughs> so uh, tell us about yourself. How'd you become an entrepreneur and how long have you been doing it for? Yeah, so I would say the journey kind of started in 2008. I'd had six different jobs that year, um, wow. not at the same time, but throughout the course of the year, and decided wow. that I wanted to work for myself. So I started a photography business, but realized that while I like taking pictures of animals architecture and landscapes i don't like taking photos of people but that's what i was doing that's where the money is i was doing weddings and portraits but the bigger issue was actually the expense to maintain equipment and all that so i decided that i wanted to move into an online business model but i wasn't sure what i wanted to do uh so i tried a bunch of different things like blogging affiliate marketing drop shipping and it was during this process that i discovered like all these free or affordable tools resources and software that entrepreneurs can use to you know manage an online business on a budget so i got this idea to write a book called frugalpreneur which kind of goes over like the different online business models and how to run them on a budget then i decided to launch a podcast also called frugalpreneur to coincide with the book as like an extra marketing avenue but it was just going to be you know 10 episodes or something well i got more leverage and traction from the podcast than the book so i just i kept going i've been doing that almost four years almost 200 episodes love the connections and networking and so i'm kind of all in on podcasting now i've written a few books on that and i have a podcast production agency but it took over a decade of trying a bunch of different things to get to that point so one of the verses i want to say is the hardest part the hardest thing about business for everybody listening here is the people <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and it's like i i don't mind dealing with people now like for what what i'm doing with podcasting and things like that but with photography it was just a whole different thing <laughs> this is where like the type of business you run in your avatar that you're targeting sometimes you want to deal with the type of people that you're that your business is so i had a i had a real estate agent and he was like a luxury agent and he's like I couldn't relate to any of them because I wasn't like living luxurious lifestyle. So I was just, I was just talking to rich people, which annoyed me. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that would. Yeah, hmm. it's one of those things where you got you got to like find your people and then source and create a product around them. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think it's one of the big facets. So ten years is not a small journey. Are you self-employed right now, or are you kind of been doing it like a side hustle thing? Well, it was a side hustle for the longest time, but I'm self-employed now as of July or August of last year of 2022. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. No small feat. That is no small feat. <laughs> for everybody here, I think it's always the that's always the goal to become self-sufficient and have have the have your side hustles pay your pay your bills. But it's one of those things where like a lot of people don't make it there. 
So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took, it took a while, but <laughs> eventually if you work hard enough and just don't give up, you'll eventually get there. I say the same thing. I'm like, it's, it's a survival thing. If you survive mm -hmm. long enough, you'll get there. And that's what I always say. Yeah. Because a lot of people, a lot of people, they just, they think, they think they're doing enough work to get to the goals where they want to be and they quit, but it's really just surviving and doing it consistently for so long that you get there eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think trying to avoid shiny object syndrome too. Like once you finally find that thing that, you know, you're meant to do or are good at, or people tell you you're good at or whatever. And, but then you hear about this, that, and the other thing, and you're like, oh, I want to try that. I want to try that. Launching a whole bunch of businesses. Yeah. It, I think that's a struggle for most entrepreneurs. It spreads you thin hundred percent. Yeah. And if you don't have the, in, if you don't have the inbound income to hire, it makes it even harder because then you mm -hmm. really spend multiple entities and structures and mm. multiple projects and it gets kind of hairy and crazy from then on one thing i i like about uh your story is that and i have this i had a similar epiphany too but this show is sponsored by hive mind crm it is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users has its first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io. From physical products to digital products, mm. that is a huge turning point for me. So I, I kind of hear that from you. Did you have somebody like a mentor or you heard a video or something like go to start thinking about looking towards digital products? Because for me, was, I heard somebody say it like digital products gives you infinite scale to reach the world. Whereas physical mm. products and physical businesses, you have to be physically manufacturing and delivering all this stuff. So it was like that light bulb clicked on me a couple early on. Was that something similar for you? I think I switched into digital or online even before. I mean, I hear plenty of, I listen to a bunch of podcasts and I hear that all the time now, but I had switched into online before I even started listening to podcasts. So I don't think I had heard that at the time. And in a way it was like the photography business was digital in a sense because it was a digital camera and like the photos are edited and delivered online, but I still had to go out physically to like weddings and stuff. And so, yeah, that, that can, you can only scale. So, I mean, unless you hired a whole bunch of photographers, I guess that like worked under you, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where like you can, and this is one of my first businesses was trucking and I can only make as much as my phys one physical truck could pull in as long as I had a driver there to pull it. And it was one of those things where like I was limited based off my income. And I think there's a lot of businesses out there that if you're a single photographer, yes, you can only, you can make great money, but you're limited by your own ability and time availability to create that income. And then if you hire people, it's limited by that thing. And you got to manage people and employees and make sure you're delivering a valuable product and service. And then when it comes to like online replicatable stuff. It's just like, this is where I like, like courses, eBooks, um, all that digital products and digital, digital businesses in general, delivering, delivering whatever your product is and you can serve the masses. Tell us a little about your agency. Um, what does it do? What, how, what, what kind of clients are you looking for? 
uh, for the listeners here. Maybe they might need your service. Yeah. So I originally it started as podseam.com and that was like more of your traditional kind of like podcast production and and whatnot. But like, you know, the standard four episodes a month that includes all kinds of stuff. But I realized just recently that especially as the host of a show about frugal entrepreneurship, most of my listeners in particular probably wouldn't be able to afford my services to begin with. And so I decided to, I rebranded just like last week and it's the podplanet.com now. And basically everything is 99 bucks. So like, and it's like on a per episode basis and like per service, like whether it's editing or the show notes or the graphics or whatever i hadn't really seen anyone else do that so i was like you know what i'm gonna do that because i think at least it makes sense for my listeners anyway yeah. and this is where it comes down to where you have to pivot to your audience so i think it's a skillful move because most people they always do packages they're just trying to get mm-hmm. you for a thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars sale they're a little mm-hmm. bit low ticket but medium ticket i would say trying to get you for a long time but i mean if your audience is is low ticket i mean you gotta go dive into low ticket i've seen uh one of my clients he's made probably close to two million dollars off a 20 dollar product oh wow what what is that product is he is courses he, he does he does courses it, it's a 20 dollar course yeah it's like 20 to 40 dollars oh wow and he's done two million dollars in revenue off of that oh wow yeah i usually hear of courses being like 500 to five thousand or something but is it like on udemy or something or it just not, his oh wow just 20 bucks and he's made two million from that one thing yeah since like 2020 wow that's very interesting <laughs> i think if you have a valuable service with an affordable price point it opens to, to the masses even if they use it or not a lot of people like 20 bucks i mean that's lunch mcdonald's with you and your <laughs> significant other or you and a child and it's one of those things where like 20 bucks like I mean, you spend that just going out to get gas yeah exactly wow <laughs> these days 20 bucks is like doesn't go very that's far. like a quarter of gas or like a half maybe half a tank depending <laughs> on the vehicle yeah like I, it, it was kind of funny because like, i remember as a kid like my dad would give me like five dollars and ten dollars and like you get like a, the quarter bag of chips and you get a little juice and you like i can get lunch and dinner with this five dollars not today. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite different now than it was when I was a kid too. <laughs> it, it kind of it, the times have changed and I think it's you can still you can still and it's like product and positioning and seeing what you can do with it. I like the digital agency. I have a digital agency. I love I love it. It's one of my I like serving customers that I can t- I can reach a lot in a lot of different places. Like I have, I have clients in four countries. I think it's one of the coolest things. Because oh, wow. I, would, I would never like reach them physically. Like it, it would take me forever to reach people from Canada, but I'm doing it. Through <laughs> podcasting. So I want to I want to dive a little bit into podcasting because I think some of your free books is like how to monetize podcasting, tips in podcasting. Let's talk a little about podcasting because I love podcasting. For me, it was I started it because I know I needed to to reach more audience and more market share. But I actually grew to like like it and love it. Let's start off with beginners. What are some tips and tricks to like maybe get your first 10 episodes out there? There's like determination the and just making a decision to start. Let's start off with new people and we'll kind of dive on down towards the experience and uh, people that do this a lot. Oh, sure. When you're first starting out, I definitely recommend launching with at least, well, definitely no less than three, but really more like five to 10 episodes. Like have that many already recorded, edited, and ready to go when you launch. I started with, I think I launched with seven 
episodes. And that just, first of all, it kind of helps get the momentum, but it's more like, well, you know how we all watch Netflix or whatever. And although they're kind of starting to release episodes in like two parts now but for the most part they like release all the episodes at one time for a season and it's like has that binge factor to it so if you were to release one or two episodes right out of the gate if you release several episodes it just gives there's a better chance that someone's gonna watch to binge all them. Or five episodes versus the one that if you release one yeah, and then like get hooked to it and subscribe and all that stuff versus one or two. So that would be my first recommendation is, and then like, you know, continue to batch really. Because I think pod fading, that's the term used, is like I've after. Oh, really? Yeah, it's where someone releases a or starts a podcast, and, but they only get out like 10 episodes at oh. most and then they fall off. Yeah, there's but, like, I saw there's like, there's like 80,000 podcasts and only like 80% of them have more than 10 episodes or like 20% of them only have more than 10 episodes. Like yeah. Some crazy consistent like that. Well, I think it's, there's like almost 3 million podcasts, but only, but 80% of them like fall off after 10 episodes. Yeah. I think it's like, there's only maybe 80,000 or 300,000 or something. It's, it's a crazy active, number. Active. It's a crazy yeah. number that don't make it past 10 episodes. Right. All this is out there. I, I know I heard the similar thing and I'm like, that's crazy. For me, I did. I think I launched four, but I already had 50 pre-recorded. Mm. Okay. Oh, wow. So you had 50 pre-recorded when you launched, but you yeah. released four. At, okay. Yeah. 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 I definitely recommend like batch processing. The yeah. only thing like, okay, so during the pandemic and everything, when we were all at home and had more time and at least in my situation I did. So I was like taking advantage of it and interviewing. I don't know. I had up to six interviews a day, it seemed. <laughs> and and I started releasing like an episode every day. Anyway, I still got four months behind. And I think at one point, maybe even six months behind in the sense that like the episode I had recorded with someone wouldn't actually go out for four to six months because that's how many episodes had been recorded in the meantime or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, I recommend batching, but not to the point where, especially if you have guests on your show anyway. If they're solo episodes, it doesn't matter. But people get a little frustrated with that if they're like, if their episode doesn't go out for that long. But and then batch editing, I I still do that. So yeah, those that helps keep the momentum going is if you can batch stuff. How did you address your problem with four to six months of inventory? Did you just release it all? Well, I mean, I started releasing one a day for a while because I was on a one episode a week. When I started recording a whole bunch of episodes, I started releasing them like every day. But even then, or at least for a while, and then it was like two a week and three a week. But basically now the way I have it set up, well, I do it a couple of different ways. Like you were a guest on my podcast but it was through like an automated like rumble.studio it was an app sumo deal where like i ask questions in written form and then you respond in audio and then i like it ends up being like a 10 minute episode and i edit it and release it so i'm doing that and then i'm also doing like when i actually interview someone like one a week so that they don't have to wait more than maybe a month at most for their episode to go out. But I batch edit them. I don't really batch record them now, but I batch edit them. No, one thing I really want to hit on too is that I had the same issue. I, this is where like, I think your podcast in general has, it does better with seasoning. So if you're six months out, just release them. Just mm -hmm. get rid of them whatever you got to do to release them. So I, I had the same issue. So I, I jumped to like one a day just mm -hmm. releasing them because I was like, if, if, it, if it does better with aging, why, you, why am I going to hold on to it for three months? So I just let them all go. And like right now, 
I was on a, I did a, I did seven days. I did seven a week for like 90 episodes. And mm. that was crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think I did that many that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I did, I did seven a week for like 90 episodes. And then uh, right now I think I have it scheduled going out tomorrow and I took like a month off because I released everything mm-hmm. I had and I'm just, I took like a month off because I was tired. I mean, it was, it's mm. tiring because all my episodes are like 30 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Give or take. Like I, my sweet spots, I get 40, 45 minutes, but man, everything's 30 minutes to an hour and I'm just smoked after that. Yeah. Yeah. It gets exhausting to have to record and edit that many, that back to back. Well, I don't edit anything anymore. I mean, I have a team now. I have, oh, full-time, okay. I have full-time editors that mm-hmm. edit everything, which kind of makes it easier. But mm-hmm. it was one of, those, one of those things where like, I knew I wanted to create content. So I had to get a lot of content out there and have the editors, full-time editors, I've had full-time editors. I've I've had two full-time editors for probably a year now, which is oh, why okay. I have content out in general because that's a priority for me is getting mm-hmm. content. So for me to record it and then have them to edit it and get the short form out of it, it's a full-time part of my business. Have you, I'm just curious, have you found that like when you release daily episodes like that, that the episodes get fewer downloads overall than like when you release one a week? I've seen that, but for me, I, I don't, care per se Mm. because i feel like when you hit that wave of audience that binge watch it you're gonna have all the episodes there that they can consume Mm -hmm. so i have i I hit a wave about a month ago and then i'm waiting for like it comes in waves Mm -hmm. i mean i really don't care about the the the, like the yeah downloads per se per episode but it's more of just getting if i have the concept i'm gonna release it like yeah exactly i don't want to hold on to it there's Mm -hmm. no holding on to it Right, exactly. <laughs> if I record it, it's already edited. It's going out. It's on the schedule. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how I, that's how I treat it. Because I'm like, for me, it's just like if I already put in the time, it, it pushes me to go out and create more. If it, if everything's going out and scheduled, I'm like, okay, I got to get my calendar full again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I had it set up so like those ones where they're like the ten minute episodes. I was. Re- releasing three a week monday wednesday friday and i had it like i batch edited them and i batch scheduled them with like the show notes and everything the graphic all that stuff and for like a month i would get an alert that i released a new episode and i'm like oh yeah i guess i did (laughs) like you forget that you schedule them out and yeah you get you get in a rhythm and usually the rhythm is it's good for you Mm -hmm. I, i think i think the biggest reason why i do it is it's one of those things where, like, most people don't make it past 10 episodes. The people that make it past 100 is very minimal, and you just get smaller and smaller the more you do. I'm not trying to monetize it 100% right now. I know it'll hit eventually. So just keep doing what you're doing. And this is what this is where I tell I tell a lot of clients, too. I'm like, if you start a podcast, it's like a two- to five-year play. Mm-hmm. If you're okay waiting two to five years, if you're not, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you won't see results. And I think they say at least, yeah, three years. Um, last I knew that could yeah be more like five now <laughs> but it, that's just how it works i think a lot of people they they have like the the get rich or get results now terminology i'm like if i do this and i'm gonna get results and they're all hyped up and they hype themselves up and they do it and do it and do it and do it and then it's not working what am i doing wrong and i'm like you gotta you gotta do more of it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Like you tired already? Come on, you gotta do more of it. And this mm. is where, like, I always like I try and push people to start a podcast in general because there's huge benefit to it. Very, very mm. huge benefit. 
what have been your biggest benefits you've been you've received from the podcast so far? I mean, self-employed now. Mm-hmm. That's number one. <laughs> the networking, networking, like meeting people. And then especially when you meet them in person, like at podcast conferences or whatever it might be. Uh, and just the friendships that I've formed. And then the ability to like interview people that I never thought that I'd be able to, like Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, Jordan Harbinger, Mike McCallowitz, all these people. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with any of them, but they're big in the entrepreneur space or podcasting space too. And just, I don't know, I feel like it just opens so many doors. I had my first speaking engagement last month at PodFest. Um, you know, just things like that. It's just like, even if you're not directly monetizing it, I feel like there's just so many benefits of doing it, the connections and whatnot. Yeah, it's definitely a unique experience. Were you always like, in, are you introverted or are you extroverted? You know, I should probably take like a test or something that tells me. I think I'm probably more introverted if I had to pick. I don't know. I'm kind of a little bit of both. It depends like on who I'm around, I guess. So I'm very introverted, 100%. I I know because I'm, I mean, I don't even leave the house. (laughs) Oh, uh uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I like to stay at the house most of the time. Except for so you're probably introverted. It's the craziest yeah. thing is the people that that do they're very introverted and it's like coming out of your shell. Like if you would have told me in high school that I would do speaking, speaking engagements, podcasting, I'm like, you guys are crazy. Like, like getting in front of a video camera would never I'd never in my thought in my life I would be doing this. But here yeah. I am. Here I am. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel too. Like I had a speech class or whatever in high school, and it's like, yeah, I can't see myself doing this. And now I'm speaking in front of people. I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird thing and like a lot of it like if you go back to my early episodes they're a little rough Mm -hmm. for good reason i think i think you grow when you get uncomfortable when Mm -hmm. you get uncomfortable you grow a lot more um you grow faster like people that are already out there like they're like i'm afraid to speak i'm like why this is easy (laughs) yeah yeah or people say or they say the two biggest fears people have is or one of them is speaking i guess in front of people but i don't know i <laughs> i haven't had uh, that experience what is a quote that is some, yours or somebody else's that you resonate with oh that's a good question <sighs> i've heard so many good ones i mean i guess i'll just say one of mine which i don't i hadn't really thought of this as a quote before but you need to spend as much time implementing something as you do learning because we can spend so much time like listening to podcasts taking courses reading books and all those things are good and we should do those things but like I feel like as entrepreneurs, we spend so much time doing that and not actually implementing what we're learning. By the time we need to implement that thing, we've forgotten how to do it (laughs) or we just waste so much time learning, I think, than actually implementing what we're learning. I will 100% agree with that. A lot of my, I'm a real estate investor too. So one of the things is like the smartest person never gets the deal because they never make the offer. Mm. yeah that's good or they're still looking at the numbers mm -hmm. or or like you don't get what you don't ask for something like that i don't know it's it's a it's it's such a funny analogy that i I think a lot of people struggle with and sometimes if you have a thought in your head just take action i mean Mm -hmm. it's going to resolve your your fear it's going to resolve your what about this? Because you're going to find out really quick and you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going you're to you're learn a lot more than you ever could. 
uh, by doing and taking the action than you are by figuring out the steps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it, it's it's such a cool it's such a cool thing, and it's so simple too. Like a lot of people overcomplicate it. Just take action, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Take action, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Take action, and the results will come out. You'll find you'll find. This is what I've learned is that when you go out there and create a mission big enough, people will come out and support you. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's a good quote right there. <laughs> I don't know. I just made it up. I guess <laughs> I'm inspired today. <laughs> but like, and this is where like, if you create your own way. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact The List Guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.1listguys.com. People understand and will recognize that you're creating your own path and the people that want to support you will. Mm -hmm. and it, it's crazy how it works, but they're like, oh, I need help. I need help. I need help. Like, well, start doing it and the help will come. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And don't and don't get upset at the people who don't end up supporting you, I guess. Those uh those one I heard yesterday, those are so so good. It was that if people if people are following you, protect them at protect them at all costs. If people mm -hmm. are next to you, supporting you, respect them and appreciate their effort. And if people are opposed to you, fight them to the death. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! As well as it's in like business is war. Business is mm -hmm. war. If you don't treat it accordingly, it's what it is. So mm -hmm. a lot of people get their feelings because. You shouldn't have done that. I'm like, well, stand in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> you're standing in front of me. You're gonna get walked over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's crazy. It's like, I'm a nicest guy. Just don't stand in front of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't get in my way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crazy. So, tell us a little bit about, about your podcast. How many episodes you're in? When did you, you say you launched that? Four years ago. Yeah. Well, not quite four years ago. It was. I think like summer of 2019. Summer and then I'm, I think I'm like 180 some episodes in. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Frugal, frugal or frugal.show. Yeah. Frugal.show is the podcast uh, website. Frugal.show. Frugalpreneur is the, what it's called, but it's Frugal.show. Mm -hmm. Where else can people find you online? And uh, tell us a little, tell us word about your pod planet again, your pod planet website. Yeah, so the the website is thepodplanet.com and um, I'm actually giving away some of my books for free, the, the PDF version, thepodplanet.com forward slash free book. And those links will be down below, so please go check it out. Thank you, Sarah, for coming on. I appreciate you and uh, appreciate your con contribution to the community. Like I said, I always like talking to fellow podcasters because <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a small community in my opinion. Mm -hmm. it actually produces results so i think there's very few of many of those so i appreciate you producing and creating content and educating the masses about entrepreneurship and being a shining light to other people that want to be just like you and i so thank you oh, well thanks for having me i appreciate it
I hope you enjoyed the show. Please go like, subscribe, go share with your friends, go leave us a review, and uh, go check out the frugal.show with Sarah here. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching this YouTube video. We hope you found value. Please like, subscribe, and hit the bell to watch more videos just like this one.